Hey Marvel fans, I'm Paul Hills, Gage Card Artist for Upper Deck, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. No one's already got his head in his hands, shaking his head. Nowhere, This is going so well. Anywhere. Yeah, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. Who are they? I hear you cry. They're an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, the details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. But make sure you answer those questions when you apply for membership, because loads of people don't. Anyway, um, with me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. If only I could, I'd make a deal with God, and I'd get him to swap places. I'd be running up that road. I'd be running up that hill. And I would be running after Norrin Rad, but I'll never catch him as his legs are longer than mine and I'm fat. So, what are you ah! going to do? It. There we go. Ka- Kate Bush. Bush. We've talked about Kate, Kate Bush before. Bush. Us, haven't we? She's great, man. Yes. Are you the... Uh, do you think in a parallel universe, Norrin, you are the illegitimate love child of Fidel Castro Jr. and Kate, and, uh, Kate Bush? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think many multiple realities. I'm the love child to many celebrity yep. people, for sure. I'm just such a mixture of things. I think I can suit any celebrity couple. Good. All right. Well, I'm the illegitimate love child of Windsor Davis and Thor Heard, which will be a very English uh, reference that I think I'll No, guess but I totally know, know it. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you would, yeah. There's quite yeah. a good joke that ends up with a punchline of Thor Heard, but I can't remember what it is now. But Thor Heard. And I'm not going to explain who Thor heard is. People can go to Google. Um, our guest, however, uh, today is um, the illegitimate love child of David Bowie and Kate Bush, I'd like to think, um, for um, for such is his talent, charm, and uh, amazing good looks. Um, introduce yourself, sir. Who are you? I'm Paul Hill, sketch card artist extraordinaire for Upper Deck. You are indeed. How are you, Paul? Not That's too bad, awesome. thanks. Before, before we go too much further, I think I should I should say that in 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 the Untouchables, there's a thing about bringing a gun to a knife fight, and then you take you know you know you know the bit. No, you know it. You've seen Untouchables, yeah, of course, yeah? of course. Yeah, Paul has brought a Batman T-shirt and a and a, yes. and a Batman mug to a Marvel podcast, but that's okay, Paul. You're allowed to do that. We've already we've already we've already roasted him for it. I had to cause a stir. You had to cause a stir. You have got a rather nice Spider-Man glass though. I have, yes. Yeah. I've also got the Venom one to go with it as well. Oh, very nice. Very nice. There we go. So, Paul, um, you're um, you, uh, every – I guess uh, my interesting thing with watching on the groups over the last year or so is your style and your work has kind of – permeated now and it's it's kind of a thing to pull one of your sketches i really noticed it on marvel masterpieces 2020 How, how's that feel um bit shocking really if i'm honest um being a bit humble you know um i never thought i'd uh, well i never thought collectors would be interested in my stuff as much as what they are beginning to i guess yeah yeah they oh, absolutely yeah. are I absolutely are. So what? How how many sets have you done now? Oh, oh God! Uh, Remember, this is not a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God, I've done. Uh, I started at uh, 2017 with Marvel Premiere. Uh, did mm. 
fair few MCU sets, so Two Avengers, Deadpool, um, Spider-Man, Far From Home, Marvel Masterpieces, as you've just mentioned, um, the 10-year anniversary one for MCU. Oh, the MCU, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just on the recent Marvel Ages, which you did a podcast on last. Mm -hmm. Nice. Listen to that one. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Marvel Anime, which I think that's probably where uh, everybody started seeing my style a bit more or Mm. started noticing my name a bit. Yeah. Okay. How many is that now? <laughs> oh, that's well. I'm, I've probably counted mentally at least ten, maybe. There, that's a fair bit of work. That's a fair bit of work. A lot of sure. work. A lot of work um, indeed. And would I be um, not expecting you to breach contract and name any? But can we expect to see any of your sketch cards on future releases that might uh, come down the pipe? At the moment, no. Um, okay. I've actually not been uh, in touch with uh, Upper Deck since Marvel Ages came out. So. Oh, okay. Right. I know there's a few um, sets in the pipeline. I know a few collectors have reached out and said, are you working on certain ones that uh, seems to have slipped through the cracks? But, um, yeah, I've just had to turn around and say, no, unfortunately not. Not at this point, but we've got, okay. that, we've got that many artists working on sets. Maybe they just don't need us all in one, uh, all at one time. Possibly. Honestly, it's it's yeah. not... It's not unheard of. I think um, mm. uh, between the Marvel premiere and the uh, Marvel Infinity War, I think it was the second set I did, there was a massive sort of time gap between yeah. communications. So uh, in that case, I mean, I am keeping busy. I'm doing uh, sets for other companies and um, other franchises as well. Nice. So oh. Um, oh. branching out a little bit. <laughs> Good, good. I don't I mention was... them because it's a Marvel podcast. No, you can. No, you can. You can. I'm only. I was only pulling like about the Batman thing. Um, no, you can. Please do. I mean, yeah, we're all for. Um, you know, uh, the way I see it is, if if people hear this and they dig your stuff and they go and seek out those other cards and other sets, then you know it only helps. You know, so you know, feel free to pimp pimp away. You know. <laughs> well, okay. Um, I did the. A recent set for Cryptozoic Entertainment for their 10th anniversary Bob set, so their mascot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done, um, I just worked with uh, Richard Parks on his Ultraman uh, sketch card series that's just come on Kickstarter this week. Nice. That's Um, cool. um, Obviously, I'm working with Bianca Thompson, who's also an upper deck sketch card artist with her um, Back to Retro series as well. Oh, right. Okay. Yes, I've seen so many people on that. Yeah. uh, Lots of us uh, doing those as well. They look like a ton of fun. (laughs) They are. In fact, from an artist's point of view, I mean, they're all a lot of fun. You know, it's... uh, just a way to stretch your muscles and try new things. And I mean, I'm always going to love drawing Marvel characters anyway. Um, I've got quite a few sketch card commissions as well from uh, collectors in the group. So probably get a few more of them popping up as well. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, little, uh, I might as well just um, 
pimp the um, YouTube channel that I've got as well because I do a lot of sketch card videos on there. Please, please. No, listen. <laughs> I mean, I was going to give you the opportunity to pimp away at the end, but let's start with the pimping and then we can get it out of the way. And then, and yeah, then the I saw the dream. one you did. Yeah, I saw the one you did for Venom and that was sick. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've got a few of those. I did. Um, well, I started the YouTube channel, uh, doing videos, sorry, not the YouTube channel itself. I did videos back when I was doing Marvel Ages, so I stuck a few of those sketch cards that are actually in sets. Um, I've done a few videos for those. Um, of course, with uh, doing commissions for people, I've asked them permission if I can do videos of uh, of my process. Everybody seems to be asking how I do, um, do my processes, so I thought best way of doing it. Yeah. Um, no voiceover, fortunately. I don't think anyone wants to listen to my tones. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can, um, we can, um, well, we'll put a link to the YouTube, um, and, um, your Instagram on the, um, and also Twitter. You're, you're pretty active on all of them, actually. I've noticed, um, what's the, um, uh, Webhead Wednesday thing that you do? Is that, is that just your thing or is it a number of artists do that? A number of artists do that. Um, me and Jason Montoya do it, mm-hmm. uh, fellow sketch card artist mostly. Um, but it's for anybody to join in. It was um, for me. It was just a way to during COVID to keep doing the digital art side that I'm learning. Gotcha. Um, so it just gave me an excuse, really, to just at least do something once a week. And I just thought, well, why not get other artists involved? I can um, promote their pages or their work at the same time. You know, and um, a lot of, some of the artists have actually turned around to me and said, I can't keep doing this every week. I'm like, that's fine. You know, it's just a bit of fun. If you can do it, great. If you can't, it's fair enough. You know, yeah. just join in as and when you can. Uh, but that's how it started out for me, mostly. Um, um, obviously, I'm a massive Spider-Man fan, so uh, it kind of works out. <laughs> well, that's a relief, isn't it? <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing Webhead Wednesday. You'd be doing no, like, no. Uh, Deadpool Sundays or whatever it is. Oh, that doesn't even work, does it? Webhead <laughs> Wednesdays works. Anyway, um, so uh, tell us. I, I want to know, kind of. I want to know. I want to know a little bit more about you. So, where about where about are you from? Because because I I I hear it as a regional accent, but a lot of listeners will hear it just as an English accent so whereabouts whereabouts are you from sheffield sheffield yeah fine so, uh, fine city uh pretty much yorkshire lad mm. through and through norin's nodding i don't think he understands that <laughs> no no nothing the... ian very much wanted me in the dark for this one for comedic effect um <laughs> <Yeah>. so... <laughs> I can hear the difference. Definitely can hear the difference, um, did, did, which is just did fascinating. Did you understand anything that Paul said in the last 10 minutes? Wait, we're not going to have a translator? I was waiting for the lines of dialogue on the screen. <laughs> no, of course I can understand him. He speaks perfectly well, beautifully. Does. Yeah, does. The, um, I mean, um, there's uh, some people uh, around here where I live that have got stronger accents than I have. Mm-hmm. Or stronger really? dialects, should I say. Um, at, uh, I went to uh, university and um, ended up uh, mixing with a mixed bag of English and foreign people, so kind of got rid of that bit of a dialect, I think. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> I barely noticed it, let's put it that way. 
No, I have an accent, too. When I first got here, like, I'm originally from Miami, Florida, so I have um, Cuban, so I have, like, Spanish accent. So when I came to the South in America, people were a little, like, weary, (laughs) you know, because of the horrible racism in this country. But, um, you know what I mean? So I eventually dropped the accent a little bit more. But, um, yeah, so I totally understand what you mean by that. It's weird when you have, like, that different exposure and then you kind of drop certain things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Ian still has a horrible accent, but you know, I you know, we forget it. So whatever. Don't throw bloody spears at me, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Michael. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh dear, it's a shocker. Um, so, so I, did, when you came back from university, did did people that you'd grown up with just notice the subtle change and rip you for it? No. Because no, no. Uh... <laughs> I know people who are from um, uh, Newcastle, for example, the Geordie accent, or people who are from uh, Liverpool uh, region with a, with, a, with a Scouser accent, and, and who, who I went to college with, and they frequently come back, used to come back after the holidays to say, you know, the first day people were just taking the piss out of me because they said that my accent had gone, um, which is quite funny. Um, so, so what do you... How long have you been doing the artwork? And is, I guess is it your kind of day job, or is it, I imagine you're no, doing something else for a living, right? Okay. Yeah, um, I've been um, drawing well, the artwork side of it since 2015. Okay. Of course, sketch cards since 2017. Um, my normal day job is I'm in advertising as a designer. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> nice. So, yes. Uh, spend nine to five in front of a computer putting adverts together. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Do you work for an agency? I do. Yeah. Snap. Snap. There we go. <laughs> um, so when you, so I'm, I'm always curious to hear how, how everyone people get started. So what, what was your kind of journey from starting to do your artwork and, and then what made you kind of submit to to a car company or did they find you or how did that happen so uh, like i said i started in 2015 just um i've always been interested in art and uh, comics and i always wanted to um dabble in that sort of arena so you know uh, about 2015 i started going to cons and uh, you know seeing other artists and um, you know what they was doing, whether it was indie comic books or how they presented themselves, and yeah. um, then uh, about 2000, yeah, it were about 2017. I got contacted by Upper Deck. I never chased after them. I just noticed that by about that point, I'd made enough contacts or friends within um, the art community um, that um, I noticed that either they was doing sketch cards for fun. Oh, fan mm-hmm. art. Or um, they'd started uh, announcing that they'd got work with Upper Deck and Marvel. Gotcha, yeah. And um, at that point, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I wonder how do you get involved in that? And um, lo and behold, I just got a message from one of the contacts at Upper Deck through uh, my art page on Facebook. You know, if you're interested, I've got this sketch card deal. Um, send us an email back. Of course, I jumped at the chance. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's all right. Well, it's always nice when they come to you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, don't get me wrong. I've had to apply for certain jobs as well over the time. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, swings and roundabouts in that sense. Yeah, good. Well, it's it's funny because I first heard of your art. I mean, we follow each other on Instagram with uh, Sketch Card Hive and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I remember you did a spot and I had seen your stuff before and I was like, man, this guy has like the cleanest lines. These are really nice looking. And I loved it. And I remember when people first started looking at your work, they were like, I don't think I I don't think artists realize how much collectors appreciate different styles. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, And I think that's what's so great about anime. And you said you were getting more attention on anime than you had on on previous sets. But, you know, an anime suits your style beautifully, uh, even though you had to do some changes for it, you know, in in the work and the and the scaling of the bodies and everything like that. But, you know, I don't think people realize how much collectors love to see, like, cool looking stuff, you know, like Katie Cook, Lodo uh, also is another one. You know what I mean? Like just having all these different styles is really great. And I like how you have different characters. Like you seem to go off on these kind of like weird, you know what I mean? You don't always pick the standard kind of top tier characters. Yeah. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. Is that come because you're a comic book fan or you, you go on these deep research dives on Google and to look at these obscure characters? It's um, a bit more of a, because I'm a comic book guy, I know a fair bit about the characters. Um, I've got shelves shelves of books, basically, on Marvel characters and DC, to be honest. So That's awesome. mass, Massive encyclopedias. Uh, but the thing for me is I like the challenge. You know, I can draw Spider-Man in, in my sleep if you want. But, <laughs> you know, um, give me a character that I've never drawn before. It's yeah. like... You know, how many people or how many artists, whether sketch card or otherwise, will draw Spider-Man? Uh, same goes for like Venom or Wolverine. Yeah. And uh, at, at that point, you know, I'd love to draw those characters every single time, but even I get a little bit bored of it. <laughs> so I like to change it up a little bit. I think when I did the 10-year, Marvel 10-year anniversary set, um, what I decided to do, with the MCU stuff, I always tended to go for characters that had been in the films, yeah. the comic book versions. And at that point, I'm like, well, I've already drawn Iron Man a few times. What can I do? Well, I'd not done him in his uh, first uh, Iron Man suit, you know, the silver oh, one. I'm like, the Mark one. Yeah. I'll do the Mark one. And I did him, uh, I think I did a few characters where I did two versions. Like, I think I did two versions of the Hulk, like the Gladiator Hulk from... Um, Planet Hulk, right? Oh, is that what it is? Sorry? Yeah, the Ragnarok, Ragnarok, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. So, um, you know, it started the ball rolling that way, and um, like with the Marvel Ages set, I just went crazy and were like, you know, we don't see many Golden Age characters, so I did Miss America or um, the Wizard and uh, the Destroyer. Yeah. And, you know, uh, just it's all about having fun and at the day if it's not um interesting to me what's the point in doing it mm-hmm. but yeah. as well i think with marvel uh, the marvel age set as well um i actually listened to what the groups were saying you know collectors themselves and you know what characters I'm like, i've not heard of that character quick uh, do a quick bit of research add him to the set well, cool. we appreciate that man and i think that's why <laughs> 
I think that's why the following kind of starts happening for a yes. lot of artists. You know what I mean? Not only because you're giving us what we want, we're holding you hostage, but also, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I really like, like the different costume changes, you know what I mean? The obscure characters. I mean, it's funny how, you know, pretty much word for word, what you said is kind of like what Palumbo said for 2020, because Palumbo picked a lot of obscure characters too. And I do think that there is kind of a trend to pick characters that are off the beam road. Um, um, you know, which I think is really great. But I also think it's really smart that Upper Deck had contacted you to do both MCU and comic book based sets, published ba- ba- uh, published sets, because your set your style like can very much drop into both, which I like a lot. You know what I mean? I don't think like I'm trying to think of other artists we've spoken to that have done a lot of MCU sets. Ian, mm. that I'm not ta- not sure. Have, well, have, Dre, have, Dre. Well, yeah, uh, Dre, Dre, uh, Dre, uh, Dre has, for has sure, sure, sure. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. I think I think some sets, some artists do both. The thing is with the MCU sets is, of course, they don't they don't necessarily quite. In fact, my understanding is they kind of actively steer you away from photo likeness stuff and things like that. Unlike the tops, so yeah. Star Wars side of things. So I think mm-hmm. you can do a lot of publishing characters in the MCU cards. You know, I mean, one of one of my things is if I can get an MCU card set with a black cat on, then I'm actually quite happy because she's not. You know, I've got I've got like one from Thor. You know, Black Cat wasn't in Thor. She's nothing to do yeah, with yeah. Thor. It was a character or storyline, either historically or in the movies. So, yeah. um, but it, it is quite a funny thing. But that must be quite. It must be quite nice to have the 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 freedom to do that. I mean, how would you? What I find interesting. I mean, how would you describe your style? Because you know, I mean, we'll put up visuals, but say, sorry, say again, because I was speaking. Uh, cartoony. No, no, it's all right. Um, cartoony is pro- pretty much what my style is. Um, I take um, a lot of what I learned was from artists like Bruce Tim, who did Batman the Animated Series back in the 90s. That, yes. was, that was my overdrive into learning how to draw superheroes. So everything came from that sort of decade. So, I mean, you got a lot of the Marvel animated shows as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so my style sort of like fitted that quite well. And it went till um, mid to late 90s that I started reading the Marvel comics. So my, my gateway to Marvel was actually the cartoons in my childhood. Yeah, yeah, man, those cartoons are great, man. I mean, they're phenomenal. Night of the Sentinels, you know, every X Men type of thing. Fantastic Four. You got Spider Man, which was always great, man. You had all those random villains coming in through the episodes and everything. Yeah, well, I, I saw your Batman on your wall, and they were, you know, had a lot of Bruce Tim. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I saw a lot of your pieces where it had the straight edge lines and the body proportions read very Bruce Tim. But I really like your contribution to the style you know what i mean and how it's worked like for me i can see your wolverine and your wolverine's very distinct you know what i mean yeah. it yeah. does have that kind of cartoon bruce tim but it's very different from i could what i would see bruce tim do and i love yeah. that you know what i mean i think that's really awesome and time well spent man i mean the craft is really growing it's looking really wonderful really great stuff thank you very much oh, i'm sorry i'm chuckling i've just found <laughs> i'm scrolling through your instagram and i've just found your Dwayne dibley 
Red Dwarf. For those not familiar with Red Dwarf, go to Google and then come back and then resume listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> what, I, what I love about it is it reminds me, you, this might be about the time that you maybe started getting into the books. Um, in the mid-late 90s, there was um, uh, a month of Spider-Man titles where it was polybagged. And inside you got an animation cell from the new animated Spider-Man series that was just about hmm. to start. I think they were repro- I think they were made to be inserted. I don't think they were the actual ones that they used. Hmm. Um, and you, I, can, I can really see the kind of roots of, of your style in that and obviously the Batman series that you mentioned. Um, did you ever... Did you, do you know the um, inserts that I mean, Paul? Did you ever? I never saw them. Um, for me, the only comics uh, that I had access to was the uh, UK reprints, uh, the Astonishing yeah. Spider-Man Essential X-Men yeah. books. That's it. Yeah. Um, so uh, the only time I actually got an official Marvel comic was very rare. And um, I, I never got like a full series. Uh, full storyline it'd probably be odd issue here and there um i do remember one of the um comics that i bought was advertising for a child actress for for a part in the spider-man cartoon in the 90s oh really yes that's hilarious (laughs) Did, did you go for it (laughs) <laughs> no, not, no. Not me, no. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a serious answer to that question but we got one anyway <laughs> so what's the um so I, i'm i'm there's so much on your feed that's what i love about it there's so much like variation there uh, the, the horror stuff uh, makes me chuckle slightly because your pinhead um, from Hellraiser is in your style it just becomes a different type of sinister does that does that kind of make sense <laughs> in that it's kind of, of sinister it, well it's kind of cuddly but also he'd f*** you up if you got too close to him chibi <laughs> um, oh, version of it <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's your you know what's uh, aside from the Marvel stuff when you get into the retro uh, sets for example yeah. you know what what yeah, I mean we've we've seen Red Dwarf. Where, where, where do you where do you, where do you, where does your mind go with it? Is it kind of does it you always go to a certain place in terms of the stuff outside Marvel or is it? Childhood is definitely the place I always end up going. Um, I grew up with Red Dwarf as a mm-hmm. teen, as, yeah young lad, not uh, not quite a teenager in eighty eight. <laughs> um, but um, I remember a lot of TV like. Um, I'll just pimp uh, one of Bianca's latest sets. We're doing one for Heroic Age. Mm. And um, I've concentrated a lot on Saturday afternoon TV. Um, nice. In my no, understanding more. Like, so you've got like A-Team, there was Airwolf, there's obviously the 70s Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, a lot of programs like that. Um, there was one, Robin of Sherwood. Oh, yes. And, you know, um, Masters of the Universe film. So, you know, I always tend to go lean towards my childhood and what sort of like I was interested in as a, as a kid. Um, I guess what I'm still into today. <laughs> like yeah. we all are. Yeah, big kid. <laughs> 
because a lot yeah. of those so this this is this is an interesting one because it sounds to me like you're you're probably a little bit younger than me but we're, we're, we're not too dissimilar in terms of age i said a little bit younger you're a lot younger than me probably um but um a lot of the shows that came out of America onto UK TV would often go on, you know, especially BBC One, they'd go on early evening. Um, you'd often have a couple of um, action you know, sh- series. The 18 yeah. was definitely Saturday afternoon on ITV. Yeah. About, was it about three o'clock? Something, something like that? Something between two and three, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. And then BBC would have things like, um, I, I, please tell me that you saw Manimal. Which was only lasted one season. Really. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Oh, I used to love it. <laughs> it was no. Simon McCorkindale. And I think he could t- turn himself into either an eagle or I can't remember what, what it was now. It was brilliant. I've never seen it since. And it's probably one of those things that won't hold up. And if I ever saw it now, I'd be like, oh, my God, this is terrible. No wonder they cancelled it after one season. <laughs> but for some reason, it maintains this pedestal pedestal spot in my in my memory um so yeah i can completely get with the nostalgia of that have you ever snuck any blake seven in there were you a blake seven i'm not no um i don't know if i was too might young or too old bit, for that one no i think it might be a bit before your time actually been, yeah 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 okay there's no do you have any clue what i'm talking about when i say blake seven uh blake seven no so like my weird obscure sh- would probably be people who were born in 85 who remember like um biker mice for mars i don't know if you guys knew that one yep that's that's old school um there was one with sharks and i remember those street shark thank you street (laughs) sharks so those are the more obscure like animation ones and then i grew up on so we didn't have afternoon stuff so i was watching a lot of movies when i was a kid um, cause my dad would like bring laser discs home. So that was our afternoons. But like, so this time that I was like stuck on the television was either Saturday morning with all the, you know, um, uh, you know, I remember, Oh my God, it's the guys who could change into animals. Animorphs. Remember Animorph? Well, you guys, that's, that's, yes. Okay. That's a bad, so that's, that's one of those types of things. But like I grew up on Nick and Knight and all that kind of stuff too. So okay. yeah, yeah. Very much Nick, t- Nick, Nick tune kind of kid. Cause Thundercats, <laughs> was hu- Thundercats was huge over here. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was, so I was born that's in 85. That's probably the generation before in terms of the It was. Stuff, so yeah. like the generation before me was Transformers and Thundercats. And He-Man. And probably Power Rangers. I just missed Power Rangers, or I wasn't into it too hard. I remember the Ooze movie. It was had a cartoon as well, didn't it? Oh, yeah, Beast Wars. Yeah. I do remember Beast Wars. I don't know if you guys remember that. That's old school shit. I remember shit. Beast Wars, yeah. Beast Wars. I liked Beast Wars. I don't know why. This is great. They I got see, me. I can see Paul mentally jotting down ideas for his... <laughs> <laughs> You've probably done all these already. I just haven't found them on your Instagram. Well, he did. You, you did Ash from Evil Dead. Major props. And yes. you do a mean gremlin. Like, I love your gremlins, mm-hmm. man. That's awesome. Oh, they were fun. The gremlin one was fun. Especially they the look cool. Christmas one for the carol singing. Yes, 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 yes. That's what I'm looking at. I love it. Oh man, it's classic. Yeah, no, it's I good. Love that. So, what's your? Uh, I guess, I guess, you know, for me, I'm looking for all your stuff. What's your like, uh, Marvel or non-Marvel? What's your like favorite deep cut that you've done? And you were like, well, I'm not sure about that. I'm, I'm kind of putting this in there for me. But people have got it and absolutely run with it. And you've seen someone actually rejoice. And is there any moments like that that you can think of? We've well, seen someone pull one of your cards and be like, "This is such a deep cut, but I love it." Oh God! Um, I mean, Spot, obviously, 
you've, Spot you've, you've was had one. Spot was, uh, I, I remember listening to the podcast, one of the earlier episodes on the podcast, and knowing saying that it was collecting Spot. That was just before I was doing Spider-Man, and I thought, right, I'm sneaking that one in. Spider-Man villain <laughs> had to be snuck in. Um, I did um, Black Cat as well, uh, especially mm-hmm. for MM20. So, you know, I'm listening to you guys, and I'm like, right, just because, <laughs> uh, you know... I'm uh, with you guys and you know, your collectors and all your fans. Not saying you like my style, but you know. No, it's but it's just... fun. It's fun to do. I love it, man. At the end of the day, and that's what I, that's what I'm. Yeah, you know, I'm looking. Oh, I've just seen your dick dastardly. <laughs> and that's oh, not dick you, dastardly. That sounds um, familiar. Yeah, <laughs> dastardly. <laughs> It's not turned into one of those kind of Skype calls. No. Um, um, Dastardly and Muttley. We've got, we've got Count Duckula going on. Sorry, I'm just scrolling through your Instagram. Oh, yes, I see it. it. Um, oh, man. We've got, there we go, Muttley, Dastardly and Muttley. Dastardly and Muttley is brilliant. I need to get my daughter into Dastardly and Muttley. She'd love it. Oh, is, that, is it actually no, on tick. any UK channel at the moment, either on demand or... Uh, they redid the wacky races a while back. Redid, yes. Wow, you know from the uh, original. Yeah, I'm not sure about redos. I think yeah, I've not original. watched the redo, but um, yeah, I'll uh, definitely rewatch some of the older ones. It's like it's like when Scooby Doo had Scrappy Doo come in. There's the Scooby Doo you can define by either before or after. After Scrappy, Scrappy Doo. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's let's, uh, let's let's move on. That get, gets controversial there. I get heated when I think about that. Um, so um, on your, I, I love your Judge Dread. Oh, my daughter's really gotten into. Um, sorry, just because I saw it. I'm flipping around all over the place here because I'm just loving it. Captain Caveman's on there. Love yeah. Captain Caveman. Love drawing Captain Caveman. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just such a fun character to draw. Just yeah. the idea that he looks like a giant hairball. <laughs> With that, <laughs> it's just. I think that's uh, why I love drawing sort of like animation style so much. You can exaggerate and yeah. play around with uh, style a little bit yeah. here and there. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be photorealistic, and you can, you know, um, like the idea of superheroes have usually got them big square jaws. Mm. And uh, I think the Judge Dread one, uh, one of the Judge Dread ones, second one with the. From a sketchbook, he's got like this massive sort of like chin that sticks out from the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm scrolling back up to it now because I saw it and I was like, "That's perfect. It's really good." I love that about Judge Dread, man. It's so good, <laughs> and a huge dimple right there. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the dimple. He's got the dimple. I, I love your mouth as well. Um, the uh, oh, good grief! I was about to say something. It's completely gone out of my head. <laughs> It's completely gone out of my head. I've, my train of thought has left the station. Noren, oh back to you. Back to you while I try and remember what, what I was about to say. Oh, boy. Um, so we got a little bit of your origin story. I was looking at the art and obviously distracted some of your influence. So what's been your favorite set so far to work on? Like what, what group of sketches, what kind of, um, you know, what group of characters? What's been something you've kind of like, you were like, oh, man, that was a good one to do. I got to do something like that again. Uh, well. For me, what sticks in my head has got to be the Deadpool set. Um, I don't ah. know if uh, I don't know if you guys know, but Deadpool's a, a character that's on the band list. 
no, so yeah. uh, most sets we're not allowed to draw the character unless we are given permission to do so so interesting um when i did that set um i'd done two sets prior to that and when i did deadpool that kind of set my style for sketch cards um in a whole new direction um i think at that point i got a bit more com confident and a bit more comfortable in what i needed to um do for that sort of set even down to the color uh colors that i used yeah wow and um it's just like i don't know much beyond deadpool himself i don't know much about his universe and uh, like i said with the mcu stuff um i picked characters that were in the mcu and i'll come up with versions of them characters uh for the deadpool set it for me it was a deep dive into the world of deadpool characters that um uh, sort of like revolved around his world right i think i had one of uh one of the the collectors in the group actually picked pulled one of my deadpool cards and he asked me i don't know what character this is even i had to relook him up and uh <laughs> he said, yeah. i can't remember <laughs> but uh, i yeah. love it massive deep dive into the world of deadpool I mean, Deadpool has, like, super obscure characters. I mean, he's not really a character that has, like, a huge universe behind him. Like, they've had to insert one. You know what I mean? He's so wacky and fourth wall breaking and, and, you know, crude and all this great stuff that, you know, they've had to, like, just throw so many characters in there to kind of define that that look and tone of that universe. You know, it's, like, similar to, like, Suicide Squad. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing that movie now and they've just brought all these kind of characters out to try to, like, you know, give that world some kind of character and stuff like that. And, you know, because everybody remembers Deadpool from X-Men. You know what I mean? Deadpool and yeah. X-Men is very different pre, pre-movies. You know what I mean? Like in the comic books, you know, he's you know, very different, very different type of character at that point. Yeah. I mean, for, uh, for the sets, it's so easy to go down the X-Men route of characters because yeah. there is such a diverse um, number of characters and they've got such a diverse power set as well. So you yeah. can do just about anything with them. Um, whereas like, um, Spider-Man, obviously, it's more animal-themed characters, if you want. <laughs> Whether <laughs> yeah. it's cats, octopuses, or I'm I'm going to say something really silly. That's so true. I'm 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 today years old, where I realised that that was the connectivity tissue in all the different Spider-Man characters. I just oh imagine Ian's me. brain being filled with Rhino, Doctor Octopus. Seriously, I've Craven. just realised that right now. Puma. <laughs> Cat, um, aren't they? Okay, maybe not an animal, but um, you know, well, it's well, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. I'm know. sure Uncle Go ahead, me. Yeah, Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Ben. I think it was probably a relief when that burglar knocked him off. Anyway, um, like, I'm so tired. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm so done. <laughs> She's worn me out. <laughs> worn me out, boys. Um, oh man. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's funny. That's really funny. Wow. I'm sorry, I'm still reeling. That's, that that revelation is blown. I can't believe something so patently obvious, and I've only just like spotted it. Well, because that's the Sinister Six, right? Isn't that right? All of them are animals? Uh, all but Mysterio, I believe. Yeah, I just thought it was six yeah. bad guys. I never thought it was animal-related. Oh, and Electro. Yeah. I just thought it was quite handy. Electro, that's right. It's Electro and Mysterio who's in there. That's yeah. what I was I mean, a couple of yeah, one, one like... of them's a bird. Yeah, yeah Vulture. Yeah. 
<laughs> there is there is somewhere on masterpieces 20 and i ha- i think it might have popped up but there is a sketch card of me as vulture that <laughs> someone did, which i should probably track down um sorry no i got i i just went on to upper deck um epac and I'm looking, I typed in Paul Hill and uh, the, the, the number of sketches that came up, uh, the number of sets that came up, first of all, is I, I'm still scrolling. But um, there are 14 of your Deadpool ones um, currently on EPAC, which is quite a high number. But I think Deadpool's had a recent run because it's getting close to selling out. So mm. a lot of sketches have popped up. Um, so you've got, you got people like Gwenpool. Which is yep. an obvious. Um, oh, that's uh, one. a great one. But then there's someone here. I'm looking at it. It's like, who is that? I mean, I can't. You can't see what I'm seeing. Um, so there's no point in me asking you because uh, we're not sharing screens. <laughs> but it's it's uh, it, it literally is. It's like they're they're crazy looking characters as well. There's a guy whose head is like a bell. Oh, uh, Doctor Bong. Oh, is that Doctor Bong? Bong. That's oh, Kevin that? Luddy's character, <laughs> Doctor Bong. So not a character I'm familiar with at all. That makes perfect sense, Doctor Bong. <laughs> of course, wow. of like course. I said, deep dive. <laughs> I love it. No, you have no idea how much like my friend Kevin Luddy. Well, Kevin number one, right? No, Kevin uh, two. Jack's number one. Kevin two. two. So Kevin two. Yeah, yeah. Kevin two is a huge fan. Where was that? What set was that? Deadpool. Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to have to help you. You're going to have to hit him up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because he, he's going to flip out, Paul. <laughs> I've no idea who the packer is who's got them, but um, uh, I'm looking at your Taskmaster. Brilliant. I love it. Because you've just got the way you've got his cow just in there's blackness there, and you can just see his eyes coming out of it. It's wonderful. I love it. I love it. Paul's like, I did that three years ago. I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. I'm sure you maybe you do. I probably redid him again in Marvel Masterpieces as well. Yeah, potentially, so, potentially. I mean, I did quite a few on that set. So, how many did did you do on Masterpieces Twenty? Because I know some people did like 150 or crazy numbers like that. 120. 120. Oh, yeah. damn, Paul, beast! <laughs> uh, I was doing a few sets on top of that as well at the same time. Mm. And that was <laughs> damn, was yeah. that kind of just after lockdown started? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So I had a bit more free time to get through them as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. Are you obviously your style is very different to someone else. Um, I'm just going to pull someone out of my head, for example, like um, an Ash Gonzalez or uh, or Fred Ian or someone who does uh, who does very realistic, very, you know, painted cards, yeah. you know. Um, and I would imagine in my because I'm not an artist, you know, I don't draw Spider Man in my sleep as 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 you as you can do. Um, otherwise, my wife would wake up and she'd be like, "Why have you drawn Spider Man on my face again?" Um, but <laughs> Again, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I said it could have been worse. Could have been Doctor Octopus. Um, do, do, do you? How long does it take you to do your sketch cards? Because you know, there's, there's, I guess there's an innate assumption in that question that they're quite quick because of the style. But I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um. Hmm. So I've never really timed on how long it takes me to do an individual sketch card. The, what I tend to do is uh, when I actually started doing Premiere in 2017, um, I was talking to other artists um, that had actually done sets prior to me and you know, getting as many tips and advice. And the biggest tip I got for that was try and do 10 cards a week, start to finish. Uh, wow. So... Um, what I 
tended to do was I'd pencil, then uh, pencil 10 cards up, then I'd ink the 10, then I'd colour them all in, all within seven days. Um, because obviously I'm in the UK and not US, I've got to then allow for shipping as well. Yeah. So my deadline target is usually try and get it done a week before the deadline so that I've got enough time to uh, get them back over to upper deck as well. So um, it's a lot of late nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet. Have you found you've gotten faster as you've gone on? Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I've also, um, I, from Premiere to, uh, like I said, Deadpool and Deadpool onwards for me were, um, I, like I said, I got a lot more comfortable. Um, I've changed how that I set up characters. Obviously, you can do head and shoulder shots. You can do um, half or full body shots if you're daring enough. But obviously, time constraints cause you to sort of like be as quick or as efficient as possible. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, um, as time's gone on, I've got a lot quicker and I've got a bit more experimental as well. Mm. So it that. does help a lot. But, you know, um, as you guys have got a collector's community, we've got an artist community and it's always good to hit up fellow artists and get either brainstorm or share ideas. <laughs> Um, even share work as well just to um, get an idea if you're on the right track or is this character is this character on the ban list or can yeah. I get away with certain aspects <laughs> obviously there's a lot of rules with doing sketch cards but you can mm. still have a lot of fun with it as well mm. yeah we just need to start a list of like when everybody got banned like when certain characters oh. got banned and everything like that. We keep trying to do it, but it's hard to find like an original contract all the way when this really, the bands really started with, with probably 07, right in where they stopped doing zombies and stuff like that. That's where they, the band started getting more consistent. And then in okay. 2013, I think like 2013, 2014, because of the, um, well, that was the whole, um, Fox and, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the whole licensing so, thing. Um, <laughs> Which is basically Marvel just going right. Okay, f- you. We're just going to stop putting the character in the <laughs> comics, so that so that your properties don't get any oxygen. Um, yeah, which pretty strikes me as a as a yeah. It's also a slightly kind of like I'm going to take my ball and I'm going to go home and not play now. Kind of um, <laughs> so mm-hmm. you can you can view it yeah. that way as well. Um, it is it is bizarre because every time. You know, I, I have had sight of one of these um, lists and it runs like hundreds of characters and a lot of them yeah. are super obscure. Cause, and when you dig into it, you realise that was a character who just appeared once in Fantastic Four 67, for example. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. list all those like character of the weeks in, in some of these. So if you've got an entire property like Fantastic Four that was, you know, for the longest time wasn't, wasn't, wasn't allowed, I, I think that's mm-hmm. possibly about to start easing. Um it's um, it's crazy because and that's why the list gets so deep because I think you know it may well be that they had people trying to get around it by saying well that's a really obscure Fantastic Four character I'm going to put that character in yeah yeah uh, so but can you imagine compiling that list somewhere deep within the vaults there exists a list of all the characters that solely are attached to that license for that character it has to be you have to yeah. organize that yeah I, know. I mean there imagine are Marvel 
I love that. If I would love to mom. see what that massive list looks like. Because, mm. yeah, I think that's great. That's, that's a good way of organizing it. Anytime any kind of organizing or anything, I'm just like, yeah. yes. Sounds to me like a lot of that <laughs> list could quite happily exist in Paul's head with your you know, encyclopedic. Uh, At that uh, point. Oh, uh, I wish. I mean, I still have to, um, you know, I still have to double check the list. If I come up with an obscure character, like, like for example, to me, Inhumans, to me, are Fantastic Four characters. And that's how I associate them. Yet they're not on the band list. Interesting. So, um, if Updates listens to this, they'll probably put them on the band list. I don't know. <laughs> um, Damn it, Paul. Else with it. I think it's Marvel <laughs> to do it. They just have to. They just have to say yes, sir, no, sir. <laughs> um. Damn it. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, uh, last year between anime, between Marvel Masterpiece 2020 and uh, Marvel Anime, uh, the Punisher got banned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, there were a lot of us that had drawn Punisher in those sets. Mm-hmm. Um, some kind of got slipped through cracks and got approved. Some did not. Some some artists were halfway through drawing that character and were like, what do I do? Yeah. yeah. You know, when you get stumbling blocks like that, it, it can frustrate an artist. Yeah. It's obviously... Um, Every artist is aiming for 100% approval, 100% uh, return. And, um, you know, you get stories where full sets have been banned, from artists have been banned for whatever reason. Never coupled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, when you get that odd character and you're like, really done this really great character sketch card of this particular character, whether it's Punisher, um, one of others that have been banned recently, Shang-Chi or Mandarin. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get it back and it's like, um, I, ha- I actually had three that were banned from multiple masterpieces. Oh, what well, rejected, uh, rejected of yours, yeah. I mean. Okay. Yeah, the wow. characters got banned in between approvals. Ah, okay. So it was a bit so like, out of my hands, but yeah. yeah. Do you find do you find you get a lot of rejections? I, I wouldn't imagine no. your style is massively controversial or or, or booby. It seems <laughs> to be the latest one. You know, <laughs> um, we see a lot of um, um, put it this way: a lot I'd of the lady characters that you could do ten years ago, you probably couldn't do in the same way now. No, that's true. Um, I would say I'm not exempt from it. Mm. So you know, I'm not going to say I've got 100 percent every single time. But, yeah. Um, take it on the chin. Move on to the next set. Yeah, of course, because it's nothing. Be. It's nothing about the style. Obviously, it just has to do with, you know, what people are looking at, like you know, protecting their IPs and all that kind of stuff. Obviously. Um. So okay, so then I have to ask the big question, right? What's a couple of band characters you're excited to see come back into sketch cards? I think uh, I'll follow um, Andre's um, list. He wanted Apocalypse. I'd love to see Apocalypse unbanned. Mm, He's a really fun character to uh, draw and to put him onto a sketch card would be fantastic. Your style as well. Yeah, with that chin and that lip, that would be perfect. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see the Fantastic Four um, unbanned. uh, Seriously, you know, just... Um, if you scroll through 
like my Instagram feed. I think I did a sketchbook piece of uh, the thing. And, yes, I did. I love that one. And I had so much fun doing uh, Ben Graham. And uh, I've got to do more Fantastic Four characters. So to be well, able your to line do, work is so clean, too, that the rocks look so like textured like you did like it looks so good on there that's awesome yeah. man. oh that's i've cool. just found it oh i love that what's that june yeah. tune what was what's june tune oh not that one <laughs> it's a black and white one. Oh, gray scale if you oh want. okay no i, just I like your black and whites yeah no i just I, no i just stopped on the june tune because i can see dog tanyan in there as well <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which is a, which is a wonderful wonderful deep cut. Um, I'm still scrolling to find this thing, so carry on. I'm, I'm looking for Paul Hill's thing. Man, it's such a shame, dude. I, I can't wait for sketch cards to be okay for doing like ink stuff and black and white stuff. Yes. Because I, I love I love your black and white stuff, man. Like the the Daredevil you did in the rain, that looks oh, good, man. Mm. I looked really clean. Mm. Yeah, I like to see more inks because that's what I'm always a huge fan of when I see people's like inks. You know what I mean? Even though you're mm. great colors and you're really great with shadows and all that kind of great stuff, but I don't know. I'm always a fan of whenever I see anybody's ink work. You know what I mean? Do you think they'll ever allow that to come back? Or because I know it's full color now that they kind of asked for. It was my understanding. I mean, I think if they do like a special insert sketch card series where it's just blue line pencils or ink type of thing. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? If, yeah, they, if they did, like, um, they brought Deadpool uh, out of the ban list to do a single set on that. Why not do a black and white, you know, chrome set if you yeah. want? Oh, that's a nice idea. Upper deck product yeah. people. Here we go. Marvel, Marvel black and white. Wall. Marvel <laughs> chrome. <laughs> Marvel Chrome. Marvel yeah. Chrome. Yeah, let's throw it out there. Let's see what they That has to be coming soon. Yeah. Well, you know, let's um it, it checks in the mail if um if they pick up one. No of those kidding. Four. I think you might have got yourself a, This is the dream team right here. Yeah. This exactly. is where all yeah. the ideas come from. Yeah, we're the, we're the house of ideas, folks. You get my That's exactly um, it. I've just suddenly realised in scrolling down your feed why you were aware of the spot stuff is because you've you've we've used your intro on the podcast. And the first one was episode thirty three, which was Spot Quest, of course. <laughs> so that's how that's connected because your intro was on that episode. It all makes sense now. It all makes perfect sense. It's all perfectly connected. It does. And it, I've just I've just spotted your Heisenberg from um, Breaking Bad as well. Yeah, I love doing that. That was a good oh. oh, that's good. I love it. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I, it's the thing. If I start looking at people's Instagram feeds while we're recording, I generally find I stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just spending all my time looking at the art rather than talking to the person I'm talking to. So I will stop doing that. Um, <laughs> um, although one thing I will say, I was looking on, um, uh, again, I'm on Upper Deck, and I looked at um, Masterpieces 2020. And there's 30, three zero, 30 of your sketches visible on that. And I've, I, it's interesting seeing the different kind of um, the way that you've, obviously your anime were a lot of chibi style, which yeah, yeah. looks like it was a ton of fun for you to do. Cause it's very that fun. was a bit of a, um, I, the Marvel anime was, a, uh, up to date had actually asked for a sort of like a Japanese anime style. Yeah. Uh, chibi was obviously one of the criteria that you could fall under and uh, up until that point I never even uh, thought to do it Whoa. so uh, what what uh, happened for me was um, I had obviously you've got your uh, deadline to do this 
I think I did 40 cards for that set. So um, I had to quickly come up with, right, well, I can't do Japanese anime. I'm not well-versed in it. Mm. And uh, I just uh, researched chibi-style artwork. And I'm like, well, you know what? I could easily sort of like translate that into a Marvel character. And um, it took a few cards for me to sort of like get a sort of style going. And then all of a sudden I was uh, off the starting block. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of people was a bit surprised at how quickly, I mean, that set, not mine particularly, but the whole, what everybody did, how popular that had become. Yeah. Um, I don't think, um, art, I don't think in the artist community we were expecting a bigger, um, go on, words have escaped me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happens to us uh, all the time. <laughs> um, I, 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 God, blanked. I mean, it, it took everyone by, I think it took everyone well, by surprise had a mass how popular. Appeal. Yeah, yeah. This the set had a mass appeal that I think a lot of people. I mean, I Ian and I talked about it. I think right before it was coming yeah. out, like we had a nice conversation about it. And I remember saying with Ian where we were just like, I, I think people forget how often collectors actually want a different spin on their characters. You know what I mean? They want yeah. diversity in their collections. Um, um, and, and I think people forget that sometimes. And I, I'm not surprised, you know, the anime set did so well. You know, I opened a box, Ian opened a box, right, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. So we both, you too. That's right. You got, that's right. So it was really awesome to be able to kind of like, you know what I mean? Like have something fresh, have something new. And the box experience was great too. And all the sketches, I think, I think everyone would agree that all the sketches in anime were all very like really well done. I think everybody, yeah, yeah I don't think anybody had any complaints for anime Re sketches. Regardless of the style. Of the Regardless sketch, of the style. Yeah. yeah I think I everyone know. who's pulled one has been like, that's a really solid sketch. You know, yeah. it's all, all hits, no filler. I think, yeah. you know, and that's across the board yeah. um, is, is the, and they're sought after as well. You know, they tend to be, uh, again, regards to the artist, you know, because, because they don't fall one per box like masterpieces did. Um, you pull, I mean, on my first box, I pulled an anime sketch uh, by uh, Trey Baldwin is the artist. I've, I've subsequently traded it, but it was such a, it was such a wonderfully stylized and well-executed piece. It was wonderful. Mm. Yeah, I think it's like two or three per case or something, but lovely, lovely pieces, man. Yeah, um, people go nuts for them. Um, but what? It, so it's interesting. So obviously you've got a very, and I love your. I'm just looking at it now. Your Doctor Octopus Chibi style, for example, is just is just hilarious. It just makes me laugh. And I'm not massively a Chibi fan, but these are the nicest ones. I think I've 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 laid eyeballs on. Um, but what I um what I what I find interesting about your masterpieces ones is your You've got a, you've got a, and some artists do this that we've spoken to. They kind of, they might have a slightly different theme, or they might choose to do them in a certain way for each mm. set. Um, and it, I'm looking at your masterpieces ones, and a lot of them have got quite a dark back background with kind of like a, a bit glowy around the the character's head and shoulders. Is the best yeah. way I can describe it. Um, and so, do you 
is that is that part of your your, your approach when you sit down and think okay well i've got time i've got to think about my time i've got to plan that in so i might need to do head and shoulders for this set because i've got x amount of time do you then as some artists do tend to do like a little like almost for your own pleasure like an insert set or, or things like that that you might want to do where you make you know just visually or just like, like dre for example the other week did one that had all kind of classic first appearances with a with kind of a gold disc behind them and some artists do different things like that well if you if you ever put all my masterpiece sketch cards together you'd probably see the main thing was 90s ah okay um, there's a lot of uh, x factor 90s uh, costume characters there's a lot of characters in there that uh, were from the 90s. I did a 90s vulture, you know, where he's the younger version. Oh, wow. Oh, sick. Uh, Nice. So, I mean, for me, that for that set, that was the sort of direction I took. Um, As for sort of like the backgrounds and the characters, all I tend to concentrate on is putting the character on the card first. Yeah. If it's something that's going to be a bit more complex. Like, for example, if I'm doing um, Spider-Man, even Vulture sometimes, because obviously uh, Vulture's a flying character, uh, Falcon as well, mm. I'll look at sort of yeah. like, how can I put him at an interesting angle into the card? Yeah. You know, sometimes the uh, set logo tends to sort of like uh, cause problems with that. Not always, but you can work around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, right, from fellow artist Gordon Wills, uh, yes. he he started doing them at, at the characters at angles, so you weren't looking at like a por- photographic portrait of them straight on. So they might come in at, from the corner or from the side or upside down, uh, um, that kind of when it's something a bit more tricky in that respect, sometimes I will sort of like do a few quick practice sketches beforehand and then it'd be like, right, how can I fit that onto a card? And I might just improve on it as it goes from rough sketch to uh, finished sketch. Um, a lot of the commissions that I do now for um, collectors, I will send them a number of rough sketch ideas. Okay. Pose, uh, different poses or different costumes depending on what they've asked for and I'll be like uh, you pick which one you prefer and between that rough sketch and the finished card there may be tweaks in between Yeah. Uh, whether it's asked for by a client or if it's uh, something that I've just decided you know what it works but if I do it this way right I think it's good practice for anybody who does APs, you know what I mean? To see a couple of thumbnails um, for the for the person who's commissioned, and then they can pick one, two, or three and move well, on. At the end of the day, uh, you're doing uh, any commission that I work on, I'm always doing the work. It's, it's what they prefer. Yeah. All right. Yes, I might have a little bit of an input, but at the end of the day, it's what they want, and that's, uh, that's the sort of general idea that i go with well yeah. you're, being, you're being commissioned to create something for someone else aren't you yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, it, it's yeah, only yeah. like doing the same for uh, working for upper deck really yeah. you know we're not allowed to use realistic guns you can't have guns pointing the, the um straight on at the um viewer if you want um so you've got to come up with an interesting way of doing that 
as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do. You have to work around that stuff. I mean, and body pose. What I'm always impressed by sketch card artists, um, just to just to bring a full circle, um, especially with your work, Paul, is that um, I like the composite. Like, I always like the body positions. You know what I mean? I always feel like body positions is the thing that kind of trips so many artists up. And it's what I always appreciate when someone brings a new pose into it. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like it's a pose that I've seen on a statue or I've seen on a front cover. You know what I mean? It's nice to pay homage to things and stuff like that. But like, I like seeing the the different ideas. I like seeing the the creativity behind that. You know what I mean? That for me is always really interesting. Yeah. That's what I always appreciate about this stuff. Cause especially looking at your like three quarter pieces and stuff like that, when you do full bodies, like you had a sketch on here with Archangel and I love, mm. love that. Is that um, the chibi that one? Yeah. I think so. I think that's, yeah. it has to be that. Yeah. Sorry. I, I moved away from the page cause I was getting distracted like Ian was. <laughs> um, <laughs> I so was like, I, let me move away. Well, I, I, I just went down a little rabbit hole here um, of looking at your masterpieces one because I realized that one fellow on EPAC has got 18 of your masterpieces sketches. Wow. So he's clearly a fellow. What a beast. Um, and in there, he's got Scarlet Spider, but the original kind of Ben Riley, yeah. you know, with that blue kind of tunicky thing he's got over the top. So it's very nice. He's got Silver Samurai in there. He's got very oh, 90s uh, Wolverine in there. He's got very 90s Jubilee in there. He's got Hulk in a suit. Who's that, that would again? Be um, fix. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, good bit of Fing Fang Foom. Yeah. Um, is the one with the big green head, is that Leader or Mad Thinker? Leader. Leader. Okay, yeah. good. Leader. Nothing to do with Garrick Litter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, who else you got? Yeah, you got a very 90s class. I love them. I love them. They're really good. They're really, they're really fun. They're really cool, um, especially the ones with the, with the, the the ones I really like. There are the ones with the darker background, and you've done your Taskmaster again in that one as well, mm. uh, which is very similar to that one one from the early set. So, yeah, no, they're cool, Paul. I, I like I like where your head's at with these. I like I like your style. Um, it's growing on me an awful lot as I'm looking at it, and I'm kind of thinking, okay, did you do a black cat for Masterpieces Twenty? I'd be blown <laughs> I if I've seen it. I did. <laughs> it's not an impact, that's for sure. Someone's probably hiding it. I feel like this. I feel like the spot was deep six because I can't find it either, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> what it is people? People have become aware of the fact that there are characters and they're hiding them from us, and they'll suddenly bring them up at five hundred dollar price tag. Like, oh my God. <laughs> After this episode, hey, guys. <laughs> so what? So what's next? I mean, obviously you're not working on any um, uh, current Marvel projects, as, as we talked about. So what, what's next for you? You've got the. Um, You've got that Kickstarter that you mentioned. Tell me about yeah. that again, and we'll put it on so, the notes. Um, just doing the, oh, just finished the Back to Retro four for Bianca Thompson. Um, that's the heroic set. I'm uh, doing some more Ultraman cards for Richard Parks, and that's the Kickstarter, yeah. That's Kickstarter that's on again uh, at this moment in time, and I've got a few futures sketch card projects down the pipeline which i don't know if i'm allowed to mention just yet fair enough um so still in early stages um so for for a sketch card point of view that is um where i'm at (laughs) cool awesome you mentioned you mentioned before do you do uh, some artists do these on a regular basis do you do uh, like a sketchbook or have you ever put put out sketchbook of 
of your an actual work. Publi- uh, an actual published one, yeah. Yeah, like kind of a lot of artists self-publish a sketchbook that that. You know, I've never, yeah. never done. Um, well, art book, I suppose, is the yeah. term. Yeah. yeah, I've not done one of those yet. Um, it's kind of. <laughs> I've always got ideas on uh, the back of my mind on what I want to do in the future. Uh, like I said, when I f- first started drawing again in 2015, um, I had a massive break between doing it as a teenager to um, six, five, six years ago. God. Um, my first initial idea was create characters, create a comic book sort of universe. Nice. Uh, that was my initial idea, and then um, sketch cards has actually taken over my life uh, <laughs> in, a, in a really good way, really, um, uh, not in a negative, but in a positive way. But obviously, a lot of what I'm doing is not my own thing. Right. So, what can I put into an art book at this point? It's like, um, do I keep doing all the sketch card thing, or do I? take time out and put some work um, put some art together to create an art book or sketchbook mm. or even yeah. a comic you know I've still got yeah, those ideas yeah. in future but um, time is limited unfortunately yeah yeah yeah. I hear yeah. that I think creatively if we all did what we wanted to do we'd well if you could earn a living from it you'd do it full time I guess and some people do and you know you never know Paul yeah. <laughs> you never know. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, I know you spoke to, when you interviewed um, Andre uh, Dre Studios. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was on about um, Comic Cons. He'd not done one uh, as at that particular point. Obviously, we're still in lockdown. Mm. Um, where? Go on. Before all this, in 2019, I was uh, looking at the same idea because I've never done a con with uh, my own artwork as well. So I was looking into it as well. Um, and I think it was 2019, I actually met a few sketch card artists that I'd never seen on the con circuit. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, you always meet artists that are doing comics or Marvel art artists that work in Marvel Comics, DC, whatever. Uh, but I'd never seen, been to a Comic-Con where sketch card artists were actually selling sketch cards. Um, so, you know, uh, see, seeing them, I, I just spent hours just talking to them. <laughs> everyone else. I was talking to these guys and just seeing how, uh, you know, just talking about uh, sketch cards, collecting and what they were up to and, you know, um, just... It's all about getting ideas on how I can move forward. Yeah, as well. yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I think with the resurgence of cards and how big it's getting, is that you know, I do think when all this stuff is over and it's safer and people are vaccinated and all this kind of stuff, I think there's going to be a real resurgence, and I I hope to see Dre and you at cons and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I know you're across the pond, as they say, <laughs> but um, you know what I mean. Very wide I'm, I'm gonna. I, <laughs> gonna have to plan a trip with Ian or something because you guys don't have many cons over there, right? I know, I know, it's not like a huge thing. Yeah, it's not certainly not as big as uh, America. I mean, there's a, there's a big one in London. Um, the, there's a few in London every yeah. year. It's about two or three. They are getting more and more. They are. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Good. Um, yeah. 
um, from what I understand, licensing is becoming an issue over here. Uh-huh. So, like, fan art is almost a big no-no in a lot of uh-huh. UK comic cons, from what I'm understanding anyway. So, you know, we have to, obviously, if you're a licensed vendor, sketch card artist should be okay, because obviously you're yeah. um, selling those kind you know, you're representing upper deck. Yeah. I think what we're going to have to do is start like a Kickstarter and get one of those big freight ships and get like shipping containers and just go over to you guys, pick you all up, come over here. We'll have like a giant con. And I mean, I'm sure we can buy you plane tickets and that'd be the safer bet. But I mean, that doesn't sound as fun. Well, yeah, so. well four weeks in a cargo hold, especially if you go through the Suez Canal, you get stuck and you stay there. It seems Ian's already in the map. Yeah. Who needs I'm, Google at this I'm point? Already, I'm already exactly working it out. Going. I mean, the Suez Canal will take you in the wrong direction, dear. We're not going the Silk Road. Um, but, you brought it up. I'm just saying, if we end no. up in the Caribbean or somewhere, I'm fine. I'm just We're just hanging out. But <laughs> Plenty of sun. Let's go Plenty of sun. It'd be Let's great. Let's just go to the Caribbean. Let's, Let's do that. That's it. Let's just forget That's... all this card bollocks and go to the Caribbean. Yeah. It's not great for paper, but who gives a shit, right? I say, let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah. card bollocks. One thing I do uh, before before we we, we sign off because I ne- I know I know you need to get back to your fam um, and enjoy your Sunday. Um, one thing I, I do I have spotted is that there, there's usually quite a lot of comic cons actual comic shows around like leeds which is close to sheffield and you know i've noticed there is a little um that there is a company that do do them around kind of liverpool manchester you know on that northern kind of uh part of the uk um so it's not not all in london um the stuff but there used to be a collector mania in milton Keynes and birmingham i don't know if that still goes or if it's under a different name now but yeah there's been a number of different shows over the years um mm-hmm. but just nothing that i've been able to get i mean there's a lo- there's a there's a very local one in norwich called norcon <laughs> and obviously it didn't happen last year and i think um, i think it was in its like eighth year and it's tiny it's in an agricultural shed you know somewhere yeah. on the outside bring the show over there make it big and bring a bunch oh, of artists but that's the interesting thing when i went there i think there were only maybe two comic dealers and the rest of it was kind of like you know there's some signers i met you know, tim russ who played tuvok from star trek voyager he was the big guest the other year so i met him and had mm. my photo taken with him he was uh, <laughs> He's a grumpy so and so. Anyway, um, but um, and, and that, that was that was the one I saw Jeremy Bullock one of his final shows as well. Oh uh, wow! But um, but um, but touching on um, that was the first and only time I've ever seen a sketch card artist at a con, and it's a guy. He's not on Marvel cards. He's a young guy called Jay Manchand, I think his name is, and he yeah, does. Yeah, Star Wars. I've met him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, lovely guy, super talented, really, really big on the Star Wars sets. No, and you, you've probably seen some of his stuff. I'm sure at this point. Adventures into Star Wars cards. He's got a really unique start. Yeah. Uh, When I I spoke to him, it was... uh, Oh, man, I can't remember where it was. Wales Con. I went to uh, Wales Con. And uh, he was there. And uh, he was one of the artists I actually got to talk to. And Mm. uh, his start is just amazing. Uh, wow. he, he works in acrylic as well, which yes. considering the size of the cards and the detail, it, you wouldn't even think it was acrylic. Yeah, yeah, 
I've seen the stuff because I remember talking to him and, and the, when I met him, the group had been only going for about four or five months at that point. The podcast hadn't started. And, you know, I remember talking to him and talking about Black Hat and showing him some stuff on my phone. And, you know, we kind of connected a little bit. But, um, um, but yeah, I remember at the time seeing what he had with him then and the samples he had then, just the stuff I see him posting now. And it's just like, you can see, you know, he's a, he's a really good young talent. So, Greg, if you're listening, Rebel Base Card, get Jay uh, Manchand on your podcast because he, he does a lot of Star Wars stuff. Anyway, we, <laughs> much as I, I love blowing smoke up another artist's butt backside, Paul, um, this is all about you. So thank you for making time out of your Sunday. <laughs> no trouble. Has this, been a, has this been a painless experience for you? Do you feel, do you feel Very painless. relieved? Shake it out, shake it out. Come on, shake it out. We appreciate you having you you being here, brother. This has been awesome, man. Uh, It's been good fun. Thanks. Uh, This has been good. Thank you. Um, So we will put all the places you can find Paul on the tasting notes. Um, And uh, so that's his YouTube, that's his Instagram, his Facebook page, his his Twitter machine, um, and his home address. So you can find all of that on the tasting (laughs) notes this week's show. Um, And uh, I guess you know at this point, Paul. It just means there's one more thing to say on this podcast before before we let people go off and enjoy their day. Enjoy collecting. Yes. Lauren's <laughs> awesome. looking with disapproval. It's, it's not happy collecting, but okay, we'll just deal with it and it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. <laughs>